I would go out of my way to attack you. Far of my attack, I would slip out the middle of the ocean and It's gonna be the best fucking tuna you have ever fucking had. Tuna, this is the Yardbird Tuna Show. Let me just take a pause and wet my whistle before we get started here. So, uh, anyway, man, today it's fucking Sunday. My busy is, uh, my, what the fuck am I talking about? My week has been busy as shit. My next week is going to be busy as shit. Brother Ben is out of commission he uh, he also is working his fucking balls off, and therefore he couldn't make it down here. So I'm just going to put a little something together, and uh, that way we still maintain our schedule of once a week. You can listen to my bullshit, my heavy breathing because I'm a fat fucking slob, and I'm just eating all this junk food and bullshit. <sighs> One of these fucking days, I'll actually take my health more seriously. So, I don't know. Um, last week with Brother Ben, we dived into politics finally. We started talking about that. Uh, this week, I'm going to try and stay away from politics because uh, I kind of want to finish up that conversation with him. And um, I think that that's the appropriate way to go, you know? So, I don't know. I don't really know where to go with this. Let me tell you... Um, Work is good. I'm making good money. You know, I'm paying down my debt. Um, uh, let me tell you, man. I mean, I feel like, you know, our generation, me, I mean, I'm 38 fucking years old. Uh, I'm like right on the brink of like that border between Gen Xers and millennials. So I'm sure every boomer on the planet thinks I'm a fucking millennial because to them it doesn't fucking matter. I'm just some young dipshit fucking idiot. That doesn't know what he's doing. But I disagree. I do think that a lot of people my age and younger are fucking idiots. And I'm sorry if you're one of them. There's a good chance you probably are a fucking idiot. I'll be honest. I love you. But you probably do stupid shit. I know I do stupid shit. Listen, I'm not completely out of fault here, okay? I'm, I'm just as much a fucking idiot. But um, anyway, man, so like I've been working on my finances. You know, one thing um, you guys heard about me being a recovering addict. I had to restart my life about nine fucking years ago. And that was like a big deal. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, in the beginning, my credit was destroyed, but obviously that was not a priority. I, I didn't really give a shit about fixing my credit. It was more about just trying to live like a normal fucking human, you know, which means back then, like, hmm, I would have been happy if I could have maintained a job and probably still did drugs and drank and raised hell and whatever and, you know, had a shitty little apartment. I, at that point, as sad as that sounds, as fucking pathetic as that sounds, you know, like, if I would have found some magic equation that would have allowed me to continue to do massive amounts of drugs and drink my nuts off 
but keep a job and have a shitty little apartment, I honestly probably would have continued down the path I was currently on. So that was where I was at. Meanwhile, I destroyed my fucking credit. I did some insane shit. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get into legal trouble for fucking telling this story. But let me tell you, man. I flat out did shit because I knew, kind of, I, I was always a sneaky fuck, you know. I knew that I could get away with certain things. So, I will say this. I, at one point, my credit was, um, you know, not, not, it was a pretty, pretty bad credit from the get-go. I mean, I walked into a dealership one time with the intentions of buying a brand spanking new four-wheeler, and <laughs> I walked up, I said, yep, I want to buy that four-wheeler over there in the corner, and the guy that was the dealer was like, okay, cool, well, it's this much money, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. All right, well, we're going to have to take a loan out for that. And, and then I noticed that there was an even better, a more expensive, an upgraded version of the same four-wheeler in the other side of the corner, like the other side of the dealership. And he goes, oh, you like that one? I said, fucking right, I like that one. That's the one I really want. All right, so let's sit down and do the paperwork. And without drawing this fucking story out too far, admittedly, I had no money to put down on that four-wheeler. I let them ring out, you know, just run my credit through every fucking possible path they possibly could to get me approved, and they did. I signed that fucking paperwork. I had the mechanics help me load it in the back of my shitty, fucked-up pickup truck. I drove home. And I never paid one fucking dollar on that four-wheeler ever in my life. Because that's the kind of piece of shit I was back then. Now, obviously nowadays, the way I am and the way my life is, I would never fucking do that. But that's the insanity of the way my life was. The reason I'm telling this story is because I'm, I'm trying to explain like financial responsibility and, and, and like this simple, very simple idea of just balancing your fucking checkbook, you know? Like, it blows my mind that uh, so many of my family and my friends and just people that I encounter live off of credit, you know? They just, it fucking, I'm just blown away by the absurd amounts of credit that people owe. I mean, credit cards and loans, car notes, and just bullshit on top of bullshit. Jesus Christ. You are a financial fucking slave. Don't you get it? Don't you understand? Stop doing that. Just because they approve you doesn't mean it's a great fucking idea. You know? Well, it was a really good interest rate. That's fucking stupid. Okay? We as a country, I don't know, maybe it's just uh, the American dream, you know? I mean, if I want a Maserati, I could go get a Maserati today, I'm sure. My credit is fucking phenomenal nowadays. But just because I can get a Maserati doesn't mean I can afford a Maserati, you know? And, and that's like the first fucking lesson that I think everybody should probably try to learn, you know? Like sitting in high school now, looking back, we had financial classes, but I don't recall anybody going into great detail 
trying to explain the value of things, you know, and um, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. You know, it's a real simple equation. When you start out, when you leave high school, what can you trade? What do you have? You know, think about it realistically. What do you have? You have labor. You can provide labor. You don't have any money. It's not like you're a fucking Trump kid, you know. You're a fucking moron. You don't know nothing. The best you can do is lace up your boots and go pick up a shovel somewhere or, or a fucking broom or something. So, you know, look at that ass. Yep, that's on the show now. My wife just walked by. You got to sexually harass them every time they go by. That way they know they're still number one. Right, babe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so um, the, the first fucking thing right out the book is the, um, that's the way I look at life nowadays. What can I trade for money? Labor. Labor is the trade. I don't have expensive objects or land that I inherited. I don't have wealth behind me. I'm a poor motherfucker from a poor neighborhood. I can give you labor in exchange for money, okay? I'm a whore. <laughs> so, you know, like um, like all 20-something-year-old kids, uh, I spent my 20s to 30s making a huge, disgusting, fucking, overwhelmingly bad decisions with my money and never quite understood why I couldn't get ahead, you know? Uh, yes, I was a recovering addict, but no, I didn't fucking plan on it. And by no means did I want to become a fucking junkie, okay? I always had goals and aspirations of owning land and having a wonderful family and all this, the American dream, you know? And it took me quite a while to realize that the only way I'm going to get there is, one, by spending less money than I earn, that's the goal, you know, so don't, don't fucking go finance everything under the sun. I need a, I need a brand new, beautiful apartment in the nicest neighborhood. And then in that apartment, I need fucking leather couches that I'm going to finance from fucking Raymore and Flanagan. And I have to drive a Lexus to work every day. So everybody knows that I'm a bad motherfucker. No, you don't, you don't need none of that. In fact, it is a proven fact that some of the wealthiest men on this planet wear fucking Walmart clothes and they live in modest homes and they drive shitty old cars that they bought used because it costs them nothing. Do you understand what I'm getting at? Spend less money, earn more money. That's the equation. It's real fucking simple. Financing things is a bad idea. And any dumb motherfucker that's like, well, you got to borrow money to make money, that's a bad idea too. Sometimes you may honestly need to do that because the people that write these fucking financial books and all this shit sometimes may not realize that uh, you gotta do you gotta do shit you don't want to do. Sometimes I think so. I've been reading this book. Um, let me pull this up. Let me take a look. Let me just make some stupid noises with my fucking face while I'm looking for this information. All right. So my wife sent me the book because she's been reading it, and then I, I started reading it, and, and I think he, he's pretty fucking brilliant. This guy, Dave Ramsey, the book we're currently reading is called The Total Money Makeover, 
And you know what's funny about this guy's book is, is pretty much everything I'm saying to you right now. Hey, dummy, don't use your credit cards. You don't need a fucking credit card, okay? Hey, dummy, don't finance a brand spanking new car. I've been telling people that for years because I'm a car guy. What blows my mind is that everybody gets their nuts all fucking twisted up. They're all super excited. Holy shit! Did you see the 2020 Hellcat Challenger? I mean, it's it's only 80,000 fucking dollars. 80,000 fucking dollars. It's a mortgage payment. It's only that. Really, it's only a mortgage payment. It's only $80,000. What's that, $900 a month? $1,000 a month, depending on how long you finance it for? Yeah, well, you know, it's fucking awesome car. It's 800 horsepower fucking race car. Yeah, um, that's cool if you are a fucking stockbroker, okay? But I live in a shitty neighborhood in Delco, and... I think I'm just going to go buy a, uh, like a piece of shit 97 Mustang and uh, buy some fucking uh, valves and a fucking cam for it and have some fun around the neighborhood because I, that's outside of my league. I'm not a Hellcat kind of guy. I, I think they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I would love to own one someday. Maybe someday I will. I, that would be great. I can't even say it's a goal at this point because I don't know. That's a lot of fucking money. I mean, right now, my goal is to buy this fucking house that me and my wife are, you know, in the works of, of going and getting this thing, uh, you know, we're going to get it settled on in April. I mean, that's, that's the near goal right now. <laughs> but to buy something brand new blows my mind. Anyway, so yeah, let's discuss this fucking 2020 fucking Hellcat that's $80,000. All right, cool car. So in five years' time, it'll be worth 50 grand. All right, now it's a little more reasonable. Still pretty fucking expensive in my eyes, but depends on how beat up it is. I'm one of these, like, uh, trash pickers, you know? I'm the guy that you look at and you're like, look at this fucking scumbag, you know? But secretly, I got more money in my savings account than most of the people in my fucking neighborhood. We own a rental property that we live in, and I'm not saying this to toot my horn and say that I'm better than somebody. I'm not better than anybody. The difference is, is I have just learned to be disciplined about the way we spend our money. We have toys. We have lots of toys. We have hot rods and Jeeps and trucks and bullshit, all of which are old, old stuff that we bought for cheap. We fixed up ourselves and, and we own them outright. We have the title on everything that we own. But you are making a payment on this brand spanking new fucking Maserati or Hellcat or whatever diesel pickup truck with a 12-inch lift kit and stack sticking out the fucking back of it. Yes, it's cool. We get it. Wow, you're blowing black smoke. Good for you. How much is that payment? Because my fucking 97 F-250 out back, there is no payment on it. There's a fucking insurance payment. That's about it. And it's dirt cheap. So, I don't know, man. I don't know who's winning the, uh, the race here, but uh, you're in debt for the rest of your life, and I'm trying not to be. You know, we still got our debts. We're still working on it. But um, that's part of the equation, too. The other part is that coming from a blue-collar background, 
we're all terrified of the boogeyman. The We're afraid to take our little nut, our little savings, our little pile of money that we got saved up. Some of us do have a little pile of money saved up. But we're terrified to hand it over to the bankers, to the brokers, and say, look, man, invest this properly so that I'll actually have some fucking money 20 years from now that I maybe I can retire early on. Everybody's afraid to do that in my neighborhood. I'm not. I, I learned. I spent fucking the better part of two years, I would say, studying and um, investing small amounts of money just to learn how it worked in the stock market, you know? <laughs> Me, personally, I use this app that's called Robinhood. Uh, it's free to trade. There's a, like an, an agreement that whatever residual money is left over in your account, they're going to use on their own to invest. Whatever. It's a wash. You know how I get even? I try to spend every last fucking dollar that we have in that account on stocks. Even if it's just shit penny stocks, I buy up everything I can <laughs> because I want my money, you know? So, um, I don't know, man. Nowadays, I scrutinize our money. I watch it. I look at my bank account 40 times a day. I, uh, I do everything we can. We make excessive payments on anything that we owe money on. You know, um, the one brilliant thing that I read in this guy, Dave Ramsey's book, which we already started doing prior to reading his book, I, um, I had this idea. He refers to it as the snowball effect of paying off your, your credit cards and your debt, okay? <clears throat> so what that means is if you have a little checklist and you write down all your debts from largest to smallest or smallest to largest, doesn't matter, okay? So now in me, in my equation, the way I was doing it in my head is anything that was under $1,000, I was paying about $100 to $150 a month, no matter what the minimum payment was. I knew that we had that much money stashed, or not stashed, but coming in, that we could pay 100 bucks on any one of these smaller sized debts. Anything bigger than that, you obviously get bigger numbers. But I always paid more than what the minimum balance was. <coughs> so I came up with this idea, and apparently I'm not the first to think of this, is if you pay off the smallest ones first, and then you take the money that you were using to pay off the smaller ones and roll it over to the bigger ones, you're not losing money out of the money that you need for the month to live off of. You're just continuing to pay the same amount, only now you're exponentially growing the amount of money you're paying towards these larger accounts as you pay them off. It has worked wonderfully for me and I'm telling you, three weeks ago when I started reading this fucking book and he started describing this, I started fucking laughing because I thought, Jesus, here is a fucking financial genius describing to the world how to do what me and my wife have already been doing for the last two or three years now. So I'm just saying, we're bad motherfuckers. High five it, babe, as you walk by, zipping up your pants. Yeah! My studio is in the back of our house. Uh, unfortunately, you have to walk through the studio, wink, wink, or quotation, quotation, to get to the bathroom. So, you know, sometimes we get a little bit of an interruption. That's okay, though. That's okay. 
So, uh, anyway, I don't know, man. I just figured, you know what, dude? I think that I have some good things going on in my life. And if you're having a hard time with your finances, if you're having a hard time with your bills, I don't look like a financial fucking genius. I'm not a financial genius. I'm just a fucking guy that made so many bad mistakes that now I know which ones not to do, you know? And uh, I'll say this, like, if, if you're a friend of mine and you're whatever, even if you're a fucking stranger in the, on the other side of the planet and you want a suggestion on how to deal with some of your income, I can't say that I'll advise you on your financial situations, but I can give you suggestions as a friend. I will do that because, I, I mean, for one, obviously, I'm trying to get a little interaction going on here with the podcast there are people out there now listening, more than five, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, which is great, which is great, you know? Um, excuse me, let me take a little sip of my water here. So the show is growing, and uh, it's doing good. And, um, yeah, so back to the finances, is if, if people want a little advice. Maybe they want me to shout them out over the fucking, the show. I will gladly do that, you know, or, um, you're more than welcome to, uh, to email me or reach out to me via Facebook. You know, uh, there are some other shows that I've been listening to that I personally really love. The Brohio show is called, um, they do a lot of conspiracy stuff. They talk about some old murders that are pretty crazy. They do ghost stories. They do all kinds of cool stuff. Plus, they uh, do a lot of dick and fart jokes, which I love. I'm a big fan of. But um, anyway, man, the finance thing. The finance thing. I'm talking about the finance thing because, because it's relevant to our lives. You know, we live such short lives. Fucking 80 or 90 years or 100 years, however long you're going to live, goes by so fucking fast. And you're going to probably spend the majority of that working. Why are you working? You're working to pay off the fucking debt that you acquired. Maybe you don't need to work that long if you pay the fucking debt off faster and then just live debt free after that. Then just pay off your house, you know? And, um, I mean, to me, man, I thought for sure the student loans are going to be here forever. The mortgage is going to be here forever. Now we're going to have another mortgage on our, our actual house that we're going to live in. I just kept thinking, Jesus Christ, this is so much fucking money. I'm going to be in debt forever. And now I'm starting to think, no, I'm not. I'm going to work my fucking nuts off and I'm going to get this paid off as quick as I possibly can. You know, that's the goal. That's what me and my wife have planned. And my wife is on the same page as me. We discuss our finances and uh, she knows every dollar what we have coming in and every dollar where it's going out, the debts that we have, and we have a game plan. And that's that's what we're personally working on in our lives. So, you know, maybe next week we'll either talk about politics or maybe we'll talk about finances some more. Brother Ben used to work in a bank, so he could probably uh, give us a little bit of insight as to uh, the debt and banking and other bullshit, you know. But uh, I'll tell you this. I will say this, work ethic is really what conquers it though, you know, it's not enough to go do your 40 hours a week at your shitty fucking job and be miserable, it's not enough, you know, like, 
I'm a big fan of this idea that if you're fucking miserable, you got to find somewhere else. You just can't live like that. You're going to fucking kill somebody or kill yourself or slowly drink yourself to death or whatever, man, or beat the shit out of your wife. Who needs any of those problems? Who needs it? You know, if you ain't fucking happy, move on. <clears throat> find a job that'll pay you accordingly, but find a job that you enjoy so fucking much that you don't even mind working extra. The job that I do, I work as much as I possibly can. And then when I'm not there, I got my side hustles. I buy and flip cars sometimes, dirt bikes, four-wheelers, trucks, trailers, whatever, man. If it's a fucking machine and I can fix it for relatively cheap and then turn around and sell it and make a profit off of it, that's what I do. I don't give a fuck. I'll fucking sell anything. I don't give a shit. I should have been a used car salesman. Maybe I'll go try and do that someday. But um, in my opinion... You can't be limited by your 40 hours a week and your shitty job. So that's another part of the equation. Find something that you're willing to do extra work on because we gotta. you either work harder now or you just work 40 hours for the rest of your fucking life. Do you understand the way this math works? Do you understand what I'm saying? Work 80 hours now so that you can retire when you're 60 or work 40 hours until you're fucking 90 years old. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get it? So, um, I don't know, man. I probably just made all this bullshit up. Probably sound like a complete fucking moron trying to explain financial responsibility to who the fuck knows. I don't know. I'm just an asshole with a microphone just trying to fill a fucking half an hour. And, uh, and that's it, man. You know, I think I did. I think I did. We, look, at the clock says we got 26 minutes in. I fucking killed it. Ben, I don't even know why you come over, man. I could just do this shit every week. <laughs> I miss Ben. I hope he's all right. I hope his boss ain't breaking his balls too bad. So, uh, yeah, man, stay tuned. Next week, we'll have some more fun. Uh, we are in the works of having, uh, Bobby Holiday, the very funny Bobby Holiday, come back on the show. We got some, uh, funny things we want to talk about. So that's something coming up. I'm really excited about, uh, again, if you have friends out there that you think would like my show, our show, whatever, please feel free to help them out, man. Lead them, lead them our way. We need more subscribers, you know? So, um, I'm just trying to grow here, man. I, I want to try to make a career out of this someday. So uh, help me out, man. Find me on Facebook, Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I got a fucking goofy-ass TikTok account where I make stupid videos and like 12 people laugh about it. I'm, see, I'm just trying to guilt trip everybody into fucking liking me. That's really what's going on here. What do they call that? Self-deprivation? Depri I don't know. I, I'm not that smart. These are big words. I'm not ready for this. Anyway, where's his fucking phone number at? Ah! Brother Ben had it taped over there on his station. Okay. If anybody, anybody on the fucking planet, including solicitors at this point, want to call and try and sell me a vacuum cleaner or scam me and get my social security number, if anybody on the fucking planet could please call this number... And leave me a little love. 215-867-9966. Six, six. 
you'll hear me. I'll answer it. Maybe I won't. Maybe you'll leave me a voicemail. Whatever. Say something. Talk to me. Use your fucking face. Use your fucking face. That's all I got for you, man. I'm cutting it short. I love you. I'll see you next week.